Hey, Risto here with George Mason University. Uh, today, as I'm taking a little bit of a summer respite from interviews with the podcast, I'm going to humbly ask you for a favor. So we, and that we being me and Dr. Carla Liguetti from Victoria University in Australia, are seeking to collect real-world uh, experiences through scenarios or case studies from practicing HPE teachers to, stare, uh, to share with our student teachers in our university. And we're specifically looking at secondary education. So if you're a secondary teacher of health and physical education, or you're a professor who has some good uh, stories from back in the days when you were teaching uh, or supervising, we'd love to hear your stories. So we feel it's incredibly important to give them uh, scenarios to think about and analyze so they're ready to act when they're facing with similar uh, situations when they become licensed teachers. So case studies are used to help student teachers to see how the complexities of real life influence pedagogical decisions. So um, if, I, if you're still listening, let's get into it. So what is a case study? To oversimplify it, It starts with an experience you had or an incident you experienced while teaching that has was meaningful in some way. Maybe it was a tough decision or there was an injustice that occurred or you made a pedagogical mistake. Um, To put it in a case study form, you would just fill in the details such as what happened, who was involved, what's the school setting and what led to the action, inaction or incident. So typically these cases end at the point where you or another teacher had to take action or respond in some type of way. So what are we asking you to do? Basically, there are four questions on a survey that um, I've linked to the notes section. And so answer those in as much detail as possible. Um, basically paint the picture for the reader and the reader would be a student teacher. So once you fill this out, Carla or myself, um, we'll go through the answers. We'll write it out in a case study format. So we'll just put it in paragraph format and fill it out. And we'll contact you to arrange a video recording over Zoom or Skype or something uh, where you're going to explain what choices you made and why. So um, you may at this point also want to explain if you made a mistake, and if given the opportunity to replay that incident, what would you do differently? And we'll also ask to uh, have you speak about the outcome of the incident or the case. So if you're thinking like, why should I spend my time doing this? Um, You know, the goal is to utilize these real world case studies. So your experience is actually in teaching in schools in physical education, teacher education courses, so our courses. um, And student teachers would basically, the way this would work, is they would first read the written version of the case that you present. Then they'd have time to work with other students to come up with a solution or problem, uh, or solutions to the problem, or to explain what course of action they would take. So if you have a case, they read it, and then they brainstorm and go, okay, in this situation, I would do XYZ, right? Um, Through reading your case study, student teachers are presented with an opportunity to consolidate their theoretical knowledge. So the stuff that we're teaching them in the class with the practical knowledge in the courses. Um, Now, the good thing is the way that we've set this up, the student teachers would not see the solution or the choice you made before actually explaining their decisions. 
Um, once the students respond and explain their course of action, they would then be allowed into the next step, which would be to see your video that explains why you did what you did, what was your reaction, as all of the other changes that you would make. And then you can follow up and explain like, hey, this is what ended up happening with that student. Um, so after that, they would then compare and contrast what they thought they would have done and what you um, what you did based on your video explanation. So if you're still considering this, uh, there are lots of different areas that we're looking for. Um, I really hope that you'll spend... You know, and I know I'm asking a lot of your day. Um, I hope that you'll spend 20 to 30 minutes and go on there and think through a really good scenario that you'd like to share. Um, you know, it can be about social justice, racism, uh, a disability or adapted physical education, um, conversations with LGBTQ youth, an after school context. Some of you work in urban schools and have good analogies there. You know, it could be something very simple as classroom management or discipline, um, a fitness testing example, um, how to teach dance um, or, you know, online teaching or things that happened during COVID of, you know, things that may be happening next semester as well. Um, you know, policy, legislation, planning struggles, dealing with national standards or national curriculum, and especially um, also in health education as well. So, that's pretty much the explanation of what it is. And I think you have enough information here to go forward if you do choose uh, to do this. And I really hope that you do. Um, now, I will give you an example, but honestly, feel free to skip to the end of the podcast to listen to the cool music. Uh, but the next few minutes, I'll just go in and give you an example of the four questions, which are, which are who, where, what. And then the uh, explanation at the end. So you're good to stop now. But if you want to hear an example, this is the example that we posted and what you'll see if you go online. So here we go. So the first question is who, which is please describe the people involved or the teachers and the students. So my example is Risto is a white male. 35, oh, this is a totally made up story. This didn't happen. Uh, Risto is a white male, 35 years old and a second year teaching in the U.S., Paolo and Samantha are in ninth grade. Paolo is obsessed with basketball. He hopes to make it big and walks around campus like he thinks he will. Um, he's often called cocky by his peers, but he's also well-liked in the crowd by most of the students and the staff. Uh, Samantha just moved from England and is relatively new to the school. She has had a hard time making friends in the first few months of school. So that basically gave the background briefly of those people. So the next question is where? So describing any important details about the school setting, all that stuff. So the example is, the school Risto teaches at is a racially and socioeconomically diverse um, school. Students come from a variety of backgrounds and approximately 30% would be considered immigrants. Uh, there's a palatable class divide where mostly white students are from higher income families, which is Samantha, while ethnic minorities are typically not not always from low-income families. Uh, the school has 2,000 students and serves grades 9 to 12. Uh, physical education is required in 9th and 10th grade and, a, and is an elective in the 11th and 12th grade. P is typically taught in the gym with one to two other classes of 35 students each. 
so the next question is what? So what was the incident and what action led to the incident? So painting the picture. So here's the example. Uh, students are given an assignment to work on independently while Risto was ta uh, taking attendance. Risto noticed Paolo talking to Samantha in the back of the class, clearly not working on the assignment that they had to do. Risto asked Samantha and Paolo to stop talking to each other in the class when he was taking attendance. So a verbal warning is his policy for a first-time offense to the classroom rules. So as the class went on, Paolo kept joining the team that Samantha was on and consistently talking to her and not being as vocal and active as he usually is with the rest of the class. Samantha was participating in the activities, but she was also distracted by Paolo and was engaged in conversation that took her away from the task at hand. So after giving them a second warning, he pulled Samantha and Paolo aside for a conversation to see why they were not participating. Risto came into the conversation annoyed that Paolo and Samantha were disrupting and learning, uh, um, disrupting the learning of other students in the class. And then Paolo explained he was just being nice to Samantha. When Risto probed deeper, he found out that Samantha's parents had divorced and she had to move with her mom to a new school and she'd not made any friends. So then you would stop. And so that example, not the most crazy example that's happened in secondary schools in the history of physical education. But at the end of the day, there has to be a decision made right there. So what is that decision? That's where the student teachers would then uh, break out into small groups and talk about how to do this and what reaction they would make. Maybe they go into a warning or maybe they you know, decide to use restorative practices that they've been learning about to figure out how to resolve this conflict. Maybe, uh, you know, they decide that the teacher should just relax and they should not be so annoyed at two students talking in their class. Tons of different opportunities there, but this is where the writing piece stops. And then what we would do is we would call you at that point through Zoom or something and video record you explaining what happened. So at that point, then, you know, Risto would be brought in for an interview and video this, you know, two, three, four, five minute short clip that says, this is what I actually did in that situation. And basically... Paolo and Samantha ended up becoming good friends and, you know, by senior year, they were doing this and this. Now they're in college, however you want to play that out. But that pedagogical decision is really where the stopping point is. So hopefully you'll uh, sign up and help us out. We would really appreciate it. And um, thanks for listening as always. And thanks for all the support. Um, all right. Bye.